relentlessly engaging, eye-opening, and no-holds-barred Delvin Cox is the original one to knock him out the box. He's here on this podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me on, brother. Anytime. I'm your host, Soli, and once again, we're just doing another podcast interview where we hope we can inspire some podcast creators, entertainers out there, as well as just get a whole focus on other do's and hows. Dope. Let me that's say that's that dope. part. Welcome to the show. You know, once again, I've had you on before, just, you know, just talk yeah. about various uh, movies and TV shows. But I was like, no, let's get to know the man himself, Delvin Cox. So you started up the Delvin Cox experience for a few years now, and you've had so many different guests. You've been on video game podcasts. You've been, yeah, you've been all I am around. A jack of all trades, they probably they probably would say I'm on a lot of different podcasts. I host a lot of different podcasts. I'm a guest on quite a few podcasts to say the least. Yeah. You're a who would win judge. <laughs> yes. And so uh, describe your uh, comedy roots. Uh, wh- when did you get started? When did that you get the comedy bug? Oh, shoot. I don't know if I would even consider myself comedy. It's, it's more or less like I'm just. I don't know this crap, but like, okay, I, I can give you the podcast history for those who don't know. I haven't told this story in a while. So, a while back, I want to say that was probably 2013, I want to say. I started a podcast with my friend. His name's Al. He's a rapper. Very. Hi, Al. <laughs> he's a very eclectic person. So, we started a podcast called the Mic Drop Podcast. The Mic Drop. Bro- nice. So, we would like. We would talk about like, cause like he's a, he, he's a former, he was in the army. So he's a former military guy. He does, used to rap and stuff like that. He would have these out there takes. Cause he's a black guy. He'd have these out there takes that wasn't common for people. Like one of the things that I always tell him for is when the, when the whole thing, when Trump got nominated to, um, for election <laughs> way back then, oh, man. I was, he was the first person I've ever heard say he's going to win. He's gonna win by a lot. Like, <laughs> huh? I'm like, are you serious? Because this now, this is like I said. Be clear, this is like early. After, I want to say this was like during the primaries, the Republican primaries, where people were clowning him, and like, like, it's no way he's gonna even get nominated. No less. They weren't win. noticing all the crazies in the background, just you know, yes. in their MAGA shirts, and it's like, hey, well, yeah, yeah. People were people weren't even talking. They was looking at it like a joke, and he was dead serious. Like he's gonna win, and he's gonna win he's by not a lot. Joking. <laughs> Yeah, he's gonna. He, he told me that, and I like. I kind of listened. I kind of brushed it off a little bit, <laughs> and I think we recorded the episode like right after. Like, yeah, everything you said was on point, correct, like to the T. To the T. So we did that for a while, and then he started having a lot of personal issues because Al is one of those guys who I don't know. I don't know if you have any friends like this, Cam, <laughs> where weird shit always happens to them. And it sounds so <laughs> weird that you can't believe it. And then you find it is actually true. And it makes it more shocking. I've had a few who were that way and I just didn't bother summing it up. And there were others where it's like, well, I bought the first five lies. You know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, just... I'll put it to this way. Al's one of those people that think weird things happen to you. You're like, that doesn't sound like it's true. And then you actually feel like, like it's true. Like his I don't know. I can't tell that story. <laughs> oh, uh, but no, that is true. There are other times where it's kind of like when you're accused of a crime or something, and then 
you know, half the time the person's their own worst enemy. They're not good at defending themselves or explaining shit. So when bad things happen to them, that's why, you know, they they're they're always in the wrong place. So that's yeah. why they're their own worst enemy. To where even just detailing it to a lawyer, they're having trouble just taking cliff notes on. Yeah, what exactly. Justify the PR. Yeah, it's it's like so. He ended up in so nutty situations. Like, oh, I don't know if it's true. And it got to the point where it's like, this podcast is becoming too much of a strain on you to do it. And I'm not going to force you to do do a podcast. Which, because that's my, in the end day, it's my friend. I've known him since high school. That's been like Another 20 years now. I love you, man. But yeah, but yeah this is exactly. So, the worst out of you. Yeah. So, what I ended up doing was I said, I'll just find a new co host. And, I, and I, this was like, I was early on Twitter. So I didn't know too many people and I found myself not finding someone who would gel with me to do a podcast with. So I came up with the idea because I was a big fan of shows like Arsenio Hall and um, just stuff like, like talk shows like David Letterman, Jay Leno. I came up with the idea, why don't I just do that? I just interview people from the internet and see how that goes and Nice. Just to learn because I like to, I kind of like to hear people's different experiences and stuff like that. So Did you network with a bunch of others or go to some live comedy shows and network there. No, that's the thing. I didn't. I didn't do none of that stuff. <laughs> like none of it. Like, well, I, I knew just, you were already a one man show. I'm just saying. No, it's 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 one of those things that just like I kind of just met people on the internet. As weird as that sounds, like um. I started doing podcasting. Hang out in the same groups. Same groups and meeting people. And it's, Anyone <laughs> use that hashtag, hey, they retweeted that hashtag, Mike. Ask yeah. them what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was one of those things. One of the first interviews I got was, um, it's funny because I do a podcast with them now. His name's Donnie Reese. He has, <laughs> Donnie this, he, Reese. Has this, he has a podcast network called PSVG or Play Some Video Games. He was one of the first guests I had on talking about video games. And now I do a podcast with him. Correct. <laughs> you know, so I, I kind of just got yeah, in the groove. Of, yeah, I kind of got in the groove of just interviewing people from the internet, whether it was small podcasters and just small podcasters, comedians. And through that, I just kept meeting more and more people and building a fan base. And I think that's pretty, that's kind of how it works. You know, when you're a podcaster, the biggest thing you can do is meet people, talk to people. Percent. Brings yeah, that's the best how, out of you, just talking yeah. in a giant room. Yeah, and that's kind of how I met a lot of people. Like I, that's how I met James Gavsey. I met James Gavsey in early Who It Win days, like before. I guess they call it before <laughs> season. Guess to go. Yeah, yeah. They call it. Before, I guess they call it the preseason now. That's what they call it. But before the test run. Uh, yes, the test run. That's 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 what exactly what they call it before season Ray, zero. Before Ray became a part of the show, I I met James. Back in those days, so those earlier Who It Went episodes and things like that, and I grew a friendship with him. And then when Ray got got involved in the show, I grew a friendship with him. And it's kind of just how it's all about connecting with people and kind of getting the bond. And even with me doing my show, my friend, my good friend Chalfie, who who's a very good friend of mine, he was telling me like, you you have this this unique thing where you just no matter who you talk to, you kind of bring them into the conversation and you kind of you. Your whole thing is uniting the culture through diversity. Like that's how I got my tagline because he came up with it. So that's always been a thing of mine. You know, that's just cool. Do you think feel like your voice not only just kind of draws everyone out, but for an actual sit down conversation, but also just like 
they're able to layer what kind of a tone that the conversation is going to go. My whole thing is that this, I let people be who they are. And I think that's, a, if, if you, if you're an interviewer, I think it's very important to let people be who they are and express themselves the way they want to express themselves. And more importantly, let people talk because that's how I kind of gotten pretty decent at, I can say, where, you know, I kind of listen to people. I don't want to cut them off. I just kind of let them speak their mind and speak their points. And we have a conversation about it, whether I agree with them or not. I think it's more important. Yeah, I, I think it's more important for them to get their opinion out than me to attack them. Right. <laughs> and I've had people on there on my show plenty of times that I didn't agree with. Like, I've had people on the far right side of politics. I've had people on the far left side of politics. I've had people in the middle. And I, I've always listened to their point of view and tried to find a little kernel that we can have a conversation and discussion about. Is that what then led you to getting the sacred cow? <laughs> oh, yeah. Fun punches. See, that's the thing about getting the sacred cow. I think I kind of how I met Kevin Guti. I met him really early in his podcasting career. Like, I want to say, if you go through the Gun the Sacred Cow catalog, I'm like episode 20. Yeah. <laughs> so, For those who don't know, it's a, they take a movie, infamous or not, that's been financially successful or, again, been very acclaimed and they dissect it, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it exactly. might not be all that. So, Kevin Guti reached out to me. He was like, hey, would you want to come on an episode? And I'm like, uh, I'm not funny. I'm not a comedian. Like you're you don't have to do none of that. He, I'm like you, you know. He said you don't have to do none of that. Just come on and get a movie that you don't like. <laughs> and, he, and if you know the parameters for the show, they were kind of a lot more strict. Strict back then. He's kind of laxed on it a little bit, but it's still some of the things. Because <laughs> the whole thing was you had to do a critically acclaimed movie, or like a either critically acclaimed movie, a financial success. Or just like just something like that, like a highly rated movie that people love, a fan favorite. So, to, with the parameters I had, I picked Avatar because <laughs> yes. I absolutely hate that movie. Have you seen Avatar Camp? Unfortunately, did uh, my my father went to it twice, and he's not uh, only not big on James Cameron's work, but he just thought it was just so deep and everything. I'm like, no, it's not. It's Pocahontas. This has what every other derivative blockbuster you have disliked. Yeah. This one has as well, and he just, he went and saw it twice. He never sees movies twice in the theater. But uh, I think I heard you're also your uh, Last Jedi episode. I think, and you're like, this is a SJW. No, I didn't. I didn't do that. One. I did Fast and Furious. Yeah, Fast okay. Furious I heard one. the Fast and Furious. I, I hate the Last Jedi though. That is yes. just a trash movie. Oh shit! Who did the Last Jedi? There was I don't remember that. I, I I'll give you a little story about that. I wanted to do the Last Jedi because Kevin Gucci asked me to come back on. And when I wanted to do it, he said, somebody just picked that movie. Like, damn it. <laughs> it's no brainer. But yeah, Fast and Furious is hysterical because you go into is like, why watching this original, how did this spawn a giant franchise? It just yeah. doesn't add up. Yeah, it's it's one of those it's movies. Point that, break movie. Yeah, it's the Fast and Furious original movie is so outdated because like if you watch <laughs> the beginning scenes, they're like stealing DVD players. <laughs> That's their whole plan. Like Robin Truck for DVD players. Like, okay. <laughs> and with this high tech equipment, which is absurd. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but, but uh, I'd agree. and you I'd were always agree. an avid movie guy. You were always just oh yeah on it. We got to have a sit down family time. Yeah, I, I like I love movies. Like that's kind of my thing. Movies, video games. I'm 
it's weird to say this. I'm kind of a jack of all trades. I like everything. I, I watch sports. I like movies. I like video games. <laughs> I, I'm big into like comic books. Just I like comedy. Like Dave Chappelle, my favorite comedian. Like you know, I'm just kind of kind of into everything. You know, I think that kind of benefits me in a way where I don't mind having people of different cultures and backgrounds on my show because nine times out of ten, I'll get what they're talking about. Right. Yeah. And. Do you feel like that's kind of the variety is kind of missing in today's world? Now everyone's only making time for X amount of things. There's people who won't bother with movies or TV, but they'll do games all day. Oh, yeah. That's, I think, the problem with, since you brought up, I think the problem with our society is we're very closed minded on things. Yeah. We're very closed minded on a lot of things, whether it's politics, whether it's religion, whether it's anything. We want everything to be seen through our, our lens, and not everything's seen through our lens. So sometimes you have to open your mind. To get an understanding for it. And yes, you can disagree with certain things about other facts and things like that, but it's better to learn about what you're disagreeing with it so you can understand why you disagree with it. That's Face how I it head on. Yeah. Right now we got movie politics such as physical media versus streaming. <laughs> yeah. That's that's an interesting conversation. What, what, what do you land on that conversation yourself? Go where you're going to get the best presentation. If you got a better experience from a movie you're going to watch multiple times, you might as well get the Blu-ray with all three director's cuts and the yeah. special features. If you're on a budget, then you have no right to complain about whatever edit of the film is up on Netflix or Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah, or nowadays, I, I kind of agree. Shutter and Tubi, you know, and I, yeah, it's, I've learned, oh, especially with this Warner Brothers situation that's going on going on right now i kind of i kind of like physical media because i don't <laughs> like the idea of it having a show away. that i i love and then, then the show just goes away and you can't watch it anymore right like like perfect example me and my kids love a show called infinity train have you ever heard of the show i have not when infinity train it's really good trade train oh yes oh whoa 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 really cool kids cartoon oh and spider guys did regular show it's on yes. Cartoon Network and they aired further episodes on HBO Max. Okay, wow. It's a really cool show. It's HBO Max took it away. Ass voice cast. Holy cannoli. Yeah. Ben Mendelsohn, Ernie Hudson, Kate McGrill, and Lena Hay. Excellent show. Man. So this is uh so so yeah, some of this could easily disappear into the abyss that is the internet and you'll watch it on like a third party channel. It, I'm seeing it now with some DirecTV, before it got taken over by new management, aired a bunch of shows. Some of them are now on Netflix, and some of them like released their first two seasons and never released the rest of it. Like you could buy it on Amazon or Vudu, but that was it. Like yeah. you'll never get a physical copy of it anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And I I don't like the idea of like shows disappearing and you just not be able to watch it again, or you have to bootleg shows to watch it. I think that's kind of corny. Like uh, even this show, Infinity Train. Infinity, they took Infinity Train off of HBO Max. Yeah. Now the DVDs cost $300. Oh, yeah. And even finding a good deal on eBay is getting harder now. So, yeah. So it's just one of those things. Okay. I, I don't, I like the convenience of just all digital stuff, but it's too many variables that kind of mess it up for me. Like in terms of like, what if your internet goes out? Exactly. What if, you, what if your internet server provider is having a problem, which is still, you know, what if you, you watch it all this. the time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what? So you kind of look at those things. Then you what have to the look episodes at, are edited? 
Yeah, what if the episode to edit it and it doesn't have the original content in it? Like, <laughs> but yeah. so I, I see the positives and negatives about of both. Right, and it seems like everything has to get politicized in some capacity. It just how dare we enjoy ourselves? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I see that. I think sometimes just kind of find what you love and, and enjoy it. Percent, and when you got into movies and TV and games, you know. Is it all kind of like, hey, you know, just like the world, this is all just your personal circle. You can go around and access this whenever you want. You're here in America and you're embracing all kinds of entertainment. And how much of it would you say kind of even just inspires you as a person other than, you know, variety uh, shows are the focus over the uh, main template for your show? A lot of it does. A lot of it. I think um, TV shows do. Because I watch a good TV show, and I sometimes want to interview the person that's behind it. Like a good example of that is, I'm a big fan of the Boondocks cartoon show. Oh yeah. So um, <laughs> I end up getting a chance to interview Rodney Barnes, who used to write for the show, and now he does. I, I, I interviewed him earlier because he um he wrote a comic book that I love. I'm a big Falcon fan. Like oh nice, I didn't know he wrote for Marvel. Yeah, he wrote he wrote um Falcon. He also wrote Lando. He wrote a whole bunch of stuff. He, he has a great series called Philadelphia right now. I highly recommend people check out his comic book series. But also, if you're into TV, he he's written the um, Showtime series Winning Time about the Lakers. Winning Time. The Showtime Lakers. He wrote that. He wrote um the Wu Tang series that was on Hulu. And oh wow, wrote, yeah, I did see part of that. But I didn't. Wow, I finished that. Yeah, he's he's wrote a, he wrote a, he's wrote a few things that's kind of big now. The the Runaways, I think he wrote the Runaway the Runaways, the Wu Tang series, and Showtime. The Magic Johnson, not the Magic Johnson, the Lake Lakers doc. He's got it. Yeah. So, all together, uh, what would you say is uh, making up the gist of the people you interview? Like, because uh, obviously, you know, the dominoes have fallen where you. They've fallen and you got in some of those interviews just like overnight. But what are some other just like ways that you try and craft a different kind of question that you feel isn't derivative or isn't just easier, you know, easy to just throw out there? What I usually do is, well, I'm, I'm used to it now. So I, what I do is I let the conversation kind of flow. And what I mean by that is I get an idea what the person does and he likes and I'll ask them questions based on that and see where they want to take the conversation because sometimes the, the key to it is really listening honestly oh, listening totally. to what they want to talk about what they want to discuss and try to go from there like sometimes i'll have a conversation with a person they'll mention something something a little small detail like an episode i just did um recently was about um a guy who, who who's a comic book creator he, he has it's called bjorn the littlest viking it came out i think it came out today the episode came out today his name is Ben Bender. And he mentioned, like, if you if you see the cover of Bjorn the Little was Viking, it has a very Calvin and Hobbes Saturday morning comic strip feel to it. Mm. So me knowing that, I started asking him about his what was his inspiration? And he was like, oh, Calvin and Hobbes and old Saturday morning, Sunday morning that kind of comic strips. Yeah, so we got in a conversation about that and how he 
he got in those type of things and why his art style is very different and similar to that style as opposed to, you know, what you see in comics nowadays. And I, th- I think it's really it's a really great conversation if you like those Sunday morning comics like I strips like I did, like the Boondocks, Snoopy, Garfield, Calvin and Hobbes. By all means, yeah. Yeah. So definitely check out that. And if you little as Viking, great book. So once again, you you factored this all together and gotten the right kind of guests, gotten the right kind of questions. You learned so many fascinating stories about your guests. What do you think is a good, like other people just kind of miss when it comes to like formatting a show? There's others that want to get nice and rowdy. They want to be shock jocks, but they, they lack kind of the sincereness of like Robin and Howard Stern, or even like you say, just everyone seems to want to just kind of see if they can outdo Joe Rogan in the insult faction. You know? so it's... Well, let, let me ask you a question. I'll, I'll turn it back on you. <laughs> what type of show would you want to do? What type of show do you want to do? What type of show do you want your podcast to be? That's an important question. Uh, even better. Yeah. Uh, if I were doing a variety show, I would probably have it be a sketch show and then like one guest gets interviewed. <laughs> but Yeah. Uh, it seems like everyone kind of plays around with a lot of things, but sometimes they have a formula. Other times they don't. <laughs> so, so the thing is, if that's the type of show you want to do, what are you doing to get to that level? Like, you know, like my show, my I, I always look at my, my show, The Devil Cox Experience, is like Arsenio Hall. Right. Like the Arsenio Hall show. Like you come, you sit on the, the couch, the proverbial couch, and you have a conversation with me about either your project you're working on, your life, or what makes you tick. And I usually, like, I have icebreaker questions, which is the five for five, five questions, five answers to get the ball rolling, where I ask five random questions to the guests, and that kind of breaks the ice with the guests and kind of gets them more comfortable. And they're random questions they that really they kind of... open up with you. <laughs> yeah, they open up. And sometimes those questions go places because they want to, they have a story behind it, and it, get, it can start a conversation. The next thing you know, we're 20 minutes in the episode already just off of those questions. <laughs> and then that, that kind of warms them up. To, to the whole show and the whole idea of it. I know I know for a fact a lot of people are starting to do that that type of icebreaker question. Well, I think it's dope that people are doing that. But so find something that works for you. Find totally. something that you, you can kind of break the ice with the guests, make them comfortable to get them into the mood to talk and be chatty about things. And if you want to do a variety show, find ways on doing it. Find how you want to do it. How do you want to make it a thing? I know... Um, there's a few good ones out there that I can try to think off the top of my head. Um, I know my guy um does one called, a, pardon my French, I think it's called a wheelbarrow full of dicks. And it's kind of, the way he <laughs> does that, that's the name of his show. The way he does his <laughs> show is so unique because he, he has interviews, but then he has skits in between the interview or the conversation yeah. and stuff like that. That kind of like, almost like <laughs> fake commercials. And it's fantastic. I think he does a a great job with his, his name's Mike. He does a great job with that show. So, you know, nice. you kind of, I think it's cool to, li- to listen to different podcasts and get inspiration. Don't steal exactly what they're doing, but get inspiration off of their stuff and kind of <laughs> to add your own feel to it. You know what I mean? Uh, I would hope they do that as opposed to ask questions that are not ready to answer. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of almost like the, if you're doing a movie or show, it's like if you're not ready to be in makeup or get butt ass naked like the people you're asking, then maybe you should be <laughs> yeah. them either. Definitely. Oh man. So who are in your opinion are like who are the top three talk show hosts in your opinion? In history? Arsenio. 
Yeah, just in general. Like, so you got Arsenio. That's a good question. I like Arsenio Hall because I think he's a, he was one of those talk, he was like one of the first real black talk show hosts out there who brought their own kind of hip hop feel to to the talk show game. I feel like you have to add in um, Johnny Carson. Oh, yeah. Because he, he he's a legend. He, the way he did it kind of inspired everybody else to do it. Cool, this is hard. Because there, there are certain people, like, you know, you could say the Jay Leno's, like, you could say the Conan O'Brien's, which both are, I like both of those. You could say uh, the Trevor Noah's. Even Eric Andre, and he's just a mock of yeah, Space Yeah, Eric Coast. Andre. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go John Stewart. Oh, okay, nice. Without, because uh, the Daily Show, for those who don't remember, you know, was kind of suffering, you know, they, Craig Kilborn was known as not having any charisma and not being, playing along with the, clever sketch that the writing staff had set up and john was already a comedian and part-time actor it's just like i'm gonna play around with this i've done mtv i can do this <laughs> he, he made it work and he made politics entertaining right <laughs> entertaining. Even, even so where i think that other people whether they admit it or not take from that with oh, the yeah. way they do their like i'm uh, not even talking about update. like <laughs> yeah the week, whether it's the weekend update whether it's, if you look at Fox News or even CNN, how they kind of add a little flavor to the way they report news. I think a little bit of that comes from Jon Stewart. A little snarkiness with certain comments and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> thousand percent. Um, and yeah, I mean, people kind of forget like in the 90s, you know, you had, every other person was getting live TV and reality shows and it was just like a dime a dozen now and you know politics otherwise just wasn't really talked about it was just kind of implied through the various fiction with some social commentary if you wanted to make it realistic and gritty but other yeah. than that just... i hate it i honestly hate it nowadays it sucks like I, and I, I say that because i think that people have gotten so ingrained in the politics they make it part of it makes it makes it their identity now like every part of their life has to be whether you're a republican democrat such and such, such and such. And it's, it's, it's really draining. <laughs> to say the least, it's like, oh, come on. Like, it we are, draining, we, man. we as a society are more than just labels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, now that, again, everyone just doesn't know when to kind of just shut it off after a while or kind of just organize themselves, um, what could they do to just kind of uh, ensure that the entertainment, you know, is still consistent there and their points, you know, had some research done and didn't feel like an angry rant. Um, just have fun with it. That's the key to everything. If you're, if like, if you're doing a podcast, enjoy. If you if you're doing a podcast, do it because you enjoy it. Don't do it because you think you're gonna make money or. Be super successful at it. Yeah, that's good and fine and dandy, but do it because you enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, don't fucking do it. Simple as that. Don't do it. Like, <laughs> doing it because you enjoy it. Don't do it because you feel like you're obligated to do it. Add your spin to it. Make it yours. You can't say no. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, I think so many people get in the podcast because they think it's some big rainbow of pot of gold at the end of the, at the, end of the rainbow. And that's not always the case. From 90% of people, that's not the case. So, so just nope. do it. Have fun with it. If you're tired of your format, change your format up. Do something different. But do it because you enjoy it. 
work on building up your audience, finding people who are like-minded like you who will like your content, and then keep keep going from there. Keep doing your thing. Ah, lovely. So you mentioned some good uh, comedians. Like, obviously, Dave Chappelle will always yeah. be one of the top greats. Um, did you watch a lot of live stand-up growing up or see? Oh, yeah. I was, a, life? I, I was a big, as a kid, I was a big Red Fox fan. I was a big Eddie Murphy fan. I was a big, oh, just a lot of, lot of different comedians. Red Fox, Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor. Those were the guys I, I watched when I was a kid. And I was way too young to be watching that stuff. But that's kind of the kind of household I grew up in. Then as I got older, I got into Chappelle, of course. I got into just a lot of different comedians uh, that I kind of like. Nice. You know, Bernie Mac, the kings of comedy. I'm trying to think of all the ones I like. Martin Lawrence when he was doing it. Chris Tucker. I don't know if you remember this. There was a Deaf Comedy Jam was a big thing right. in the, in the early 2000s. And I used to watch a lot of that. And I kind of enjoyed not only like the comedians on that, but I enjoyed the Russell Simmons and how he would introduce the comedians and stuff like that and how he would sign off. I felt, it felt special watching that show. Yeah, it was in deep. And it's never the same when other shows kind of try to imitate yeah, some of the like, comedy blocks. It was like, okay. But you just have one comedian who really doesn't have any relation to any of these other guys who's just hosting it. <laughs> yeah. What's been your favorite stand-up to see live? Dave Chappelle, I like a lot. I, I want to say when I watched his special Killing Me Softly, it was really uh, that's probably my favorite one, I want to say. Nice. That was my favorite. But as of lately, um, Andrew Schultz has a special that's really good. I'm trying to think of the name of it, but let me look it up. I, 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 Andrew Schultz is really good. I think people... More people should be checking out Andrew Schultz stuff because he does a great job of playing both sides of the thing and um, and kind of just making fun of each other and kind of having fun with it. Definitely. There's been a lot of different comedians uh, who've been touring around still, staying active. Some are still ideal to see live and others are kind of just retreading the same jokes. Um, who would you, are you dying to still see live if they ever come into town? Chappelle, Chappelle, I'm dying to see live. Cat Williams, mm-hmm. I want to see live. I think Cat Williams is a really good comedian. I would like to see him live. Just, just anybody who pushes the culture and tries to do something different. I know, and also the, you know people who are just legends, like even Steve yeah. Harvey. Steve yeah. Harvey is a legend. Like you know, Kings. Like I, said, I always say, the Kings of Comedy. That was something that was revolutionary in terms of like you have these four. Black comedians that are well known getting together, making this big co- comedy tour, and it blowing up. Right. Uh, I've seen Wayne Brady live, and I totally recommend anyone go see his show. <laughs> I like Wayne Brady. Uh, he's an he, interesting dude. Right. He's wonderful. He interacts with the audience and tells some serious life stories, <laughs> and like not it. anything you can fit into a Who's Line skit. Like, <laughs> 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 it's <gets> deep. <laughs> That's dope. That's really cool. I like Wayne Brady. The Dave Chappelle skit from Wayne, with Wayne Brady was hilarious. Oh, one yeah, of the yeah. best ep- parts. Of, I think that, that might have been the, one of the best episodes of Chappelle. Yeah, he, he'll answer questions about that. He he get, he gets it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, for those who want to start up a podcast, you know, we've already gone into uh, ways that, uh, you know, 
you can make it not be work and actually make, ensure that the passion is left intact. Um, uh, what podcasts do you think are really trending right now? Are just like earth shattering because the content on them delivers. Oh, I have been really into audio dramas as of lately, and I, yeah, I'm kind of part of one. <laughs> yeah, I kind of. I'm kind of digging that podcasters, indie podcasters to kind of find this new lane of let's make an audio drama and make it as high production as possible. Like I'll give a perfect example. Crystal Storm has made one called Legacy. You were in it, yeah. Which is fantastic. It's a it's a it's a Star Wars podcast, kind of set in the old Republic time, and it's great. a great, great series. And you know, Race to Canis from Who It Win Show Fame has um Detroit Detroit podcast, Vampire Detroit podcast is really good i think i like that my friends are doing shows and they are high production high value it sounds like something you would hear on audible i think that's dope that people are kind of yeah we don't have the money to make a big budget movie but we have the talent right to make high quality audio dramas like you know like they had Back in the day when you like this is old time old school time, but like when people used to sit around the radio and, and listen to like War of the Worlds. We don't have to do that no more. We can just pick up our phone and listen to Reclaim Detroit, a vampire to masquerade audio drama by Ray Canis. And I I like that. Because I like audio dramas. I like Audible. Audible's dope. And I like the that the fact that you can pick up your phone and kind of find like stuff like that. And I, I like that the podcasting game is getting to the point where you can Find podcasts for everything. <laughs> and we know it's so, uh, a work of fiction, not, oh, legit aliens are attacking us. Like, we're yeah, somewhere else running. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, how do you think something like that would happen nowadays, especially with uh, how oh, it doesn't really take much for people to believe all kinds of crazy, creepy pastas and oh, conspiracies? Oh, the World of Worlds type situation? I mean, we saw it with the White House. Easy, um, easy. We, we, we're experiencing that now. It's not like it's right. nothing different. All you have to do is, now all you have to do is just go out there and say fake news and people believe it. <laughs> like, that's all yeah. you have to do. You, we, we're experiencing that now with people saying the election was rigged and then you have people, yeah. like, that's like, you don't have to like, that's the crazy thing about today's society. You don't have you don't to have even to, try. You don't have to try, or you, nor, nor do you have to have proof on anything. You just say what you want to say and people either Believe it and you don't, and you'll probably get people believing it. Like, I remember <laughs> a few years back, people were saying, and it's a thing, people think the world's flat, and you have a whole bunch of flat earthers, uh, and the world is flat. Mm. So, it, it does, and they come up with these notions of why they think the world is flat and stuff like that, and people believe it. And I feel like YouTube plays a big part into it because you can just make a pretty video. I also feel like, it, depending on the person who says it, if they have a perceived set of power in society, people will believe it. Like our former president was saying the election was rigged and stolen. So a lot right. of people believe that. <laughs> uh, people will believe any kind of branding. And it's like, oh, it's reported by a reliable source. And it's like, he just has literally a green screen that makes his studio look like CNN. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. Oh, God. Um, did you ever watch a lot of uh, reporters? uh that and just get a gist on how they speak and everything get inspired by that or even a ted talk i i listen to 
I find the news boring. <laughs> no, it's fine. No, it's good. No, 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 no. It's not a, it's not a knock on it, but I've always found the news boring in, in, until now because they kind of throw it in your face. But I've always listened to like talk radio. That was my thing. Like even when I was in college, I was listening to the Dan Lebertard show, which is a sports radio show, mm-hmm. which is cool. But before that came on, Rush Limbaugh would come on. So like you know, it, it's crazy because like AM I was, stations, yeah. Yeah, I would be getting out of college class, hopping in my car, going to work or something like that, and Rush Limbaugh would come out. So I would catch the last 10 minutes of Rush Limbaugh, and this is how long ago this was. It was <laughs> during the time, I want to say, of the Iraq War with Bush. It had to be. So I would hear a lot of commentary on that. And me, I wasn't in politics back then, so I didn't know the difference of Republican or Democrat and stuff like that. So I hear a little bit of that. Then I would go into the because it was like the, I was looking at that show like, okay, I'm just waiting for him to shut up so I can get, listen to Dan Levitar. And I got kind of into in that. 20 minutes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would listen. Then eventually I started getting the podcast like Adam Carolla. And then I found out there was like podcast things that I like. <laughs> I started just going to the video game podcast. And I'm a big Kevin Smith fan. So I started listening to all his podcasts, like Smartcast and stuff like that. It just nice. kind of snowballed from there. So, in terms of like TV, like news, not never was really into news like that. I I study it now. I read it, watch it now because I feel like I have to because of certain some of the nonsense that comes out that you want to be informed, so you just don't go out there with a an ill informed opinion about certain things. So yeah. Google News is only good for so long. Sometimes it's like okay, I'm gonna watch a local CBS, ABC broadcast. And leave that yeah. <laughs> when you brainstormed your show, um, what are some tips and tricks you'd recommend to other up and coming people who want to create a show with whatever format and make sure they got the right kind of sound and time and energy. Uh, you know, how, how can they just know that they're serious and they can save time doing this? Let me, I, I'll give some tips right now. First things first, if you're going to be a podcaster and you're going to take it seriously, be consistent. If you want to build an audience, you got to put out stuff every week or once a month. If you're going to do it once a month, do it once a month. But whatever you do, be consistent at that. Right. Second thing, make sure your audio quality is good, at least decent, decent enough so people can hear it. I know you're not going to be, nine times ten, you're not going to get it right the first time you hear it. But no. read some, read some, read before you start. Um, you'll lose recording. it in the feed, and you'll be like, yeah. I can't ever get that chat back. That ninety yeah. joyous minutes. <laughs> yeah, you know, just go investigate. Like, go study on how to make your audio sound decent and stuff like that. Check, just listen to other podcasts and learn from those podcasts and how to make it sound good and keep working on it. Also, like, because audio quality is one of the most important things you can have on a podcast. Thousand percent. If it doesn't sound at least decent, people will turn it off nine times out of ten. So get the audio quality None pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, get the audio quality pretty good. Be consistent. Know that. Nine times out of ten, your first episode, your second episode, third episodes, not gonna be a hundred thousand downloads as you as you're thinking. You know, might not be, <laughs> might not even be five. <laughs> so no, just just keep keep that in mind. You know, <laughs> I think people set their expectations too high. Set expectations of what you expect to get. Right. Like you have, I'll give you a perfect example. If you have thirty followers on Twitter. 
don't expect you to have a, 150, 200 downloads for your episodes. <laughs> yeah. You know, don't go there. You know, it's not to be mean or anything like that, but just uh, my whole thing is be realistic. Have, be realistic. You know, you, you, you want to kind of build your following on a social media platform so you can get people to listen to your podcast, so you can build that up. So that's also very important. But um, there's also a lot of resources out there. There's a lot of podcasts, um, place that you can host your podcast at for free. I think um, Anchor is a good one. Red mm-hmm. Circle has has free hosting. Find one of those and start hosting your podcast there, so you can just get a head start on that. That in, at a minimum to low cost to you. Also, download Audacity. Audacity is a good startup tool for people who want to. So wild how many music artists were using it, and it's like. Yeah. Hey. It applies to any kind of sound. Um, who were your also just kind of mentors growing up that kind of just encouraged you to be very creative with your time, with your management, with uh, what you were studying? My my older brother, he's 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 a former Marine. Now he's a cop in uh, Miami Dade County. Oh, cool. I guess I, I looked up to him, but I didn't really have mentors. I kind of grew up in like the rough streets of Miami. Grew up in the hood, and I kind of. Moved to kind of moved to beat my own drum out. I kind of what did you study? Believe it or not, criminal justice. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I studied that for a few years and realized that was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, once you didn't want to take a, the radio broadcast uh, electives, <laughs> yeah. So, I, I studied that. Um, I, I did it when I was younger. I did a lot of hip hop music, I, I learned how to do mu- a little bit of music production, little beats, nice. yeah, beats and stuff like that, but yeah. I, I end up getting into like management and stuff like that. So just sometimes the path that you think you're going to go down is not always the path you go down. Very nice. And uh, what college were you trying out? Oh, I went to Florida Memorial, NASA University, Florida Memorial College for two years, mm. which was fun. It was, it was interesting. I didn't finish because <laughs> I, I ended up working I ended up having a job at like um a, a Einstein bagels. And God, I, I had kinda... one on campus. It was one of those story stared you right in the face. It's like, can I go one week without spending fourteen plus bucks? You know, yeah, <laughs> going back it, and forth. It was one of those things where I ended up like having to get a job and help take care of my mom and help her pay bills and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, uh, I don't have time to do school, work, and all these other things. Yeah. At least you didn't have your priorities, let alone have to be told by everyone, this is how you're going to, you know, spend yeah. the next five years. You got to go to class. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Okay. Well, we got some other questions. We got some fan mail. That's right. I, I kid you not. This is, I've never had a podcast as, with this many questions asked on Twitter. <laughs> Today great. is the day. So we will ask this first. This comes from James Gapsby. Yeah. Okay. Fellow com- comedian in crime. Um, so he wants to know if your super genius was a superpower you were born with or something you developed over time, much like Batman. <laughs> oh, James. Um, <laughs> to answer that question, it's I learn from other people. So any smarts I have is because of the great people I know and friends I've made, including James. And I appreciate looking at them and getting knowledge from them, and that makes me a better person. Nice. I love it. <laughs> uh, kindness makes so many things go a long way and unfortunately we got a lot of 
I got a sidebar for that. Uh, why do you think so many people just they kind of want to be an actor, but they can't ever turn the actor off when the camera stopped rolling? Why? Why is it so hard for people to be sincerely kind, just courteous? Like, hey, I'm gonna open the door for you, pat you on the back. You did a good job. <laughs> I think it has to do with people are very standoffish because they they don't know. They think everybody has an ulterior motive. What about ethics? Like so often you'll see people who just don't know how to feel and then you find out the hard way, wow, they got pretty low standards. <laughs> yeah, that that's a that's definitely a thing too. But um <laughs> that's that's a whole nother story about people and confidence issues and the way society is and sometimes sometimes you don't you just don't have your confidence there because of upbringing in life, life choices and things that happen to you. Such a shame. Got to yeah. deal with this. I didn't mean to be Debbie Downer, but... <laughs> no, you're good. All right. So the Something Something cast, they decide to intervene. How are you hoping that your portrayal of Jon Stewart will inspire others to be represented in the VA community? Oh, okay, that's a good question. <laughs> but I, I, I didn't uh, even mention it on here. Is look, it veteran for, affairs or voice actors? Voice actors. See, voice look, actors, yeah. Let, <laughs> let, let me explain that here, Cam, because I don't know if you know this or not. Um, they're doing an audio drama called Justice League Mortal. Mm. And in the audio drama, I'm playing Green Lantern John Stewart. Oh, sweet. Well, what uh, network is this on? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it, I don't think it's, I don't think he don't think he made a network for it. It's called um Let me see. I don't wanna, I don't want to mess it up. If you have you heard of the um, dial up movie club guys? Yes. Matthew Dawson's doing the project. And it, has, it kind of has a, a really good cast of podcasters. Race Decanus is on it. He's playing um, Batman. I'm playing Green Lantern, John Stewart. It's sweet. Check out the cast list. It's a, it's a pretty cool cast list. Crystal Storm is playing the narrator, and we're just kind of doing our thing with it. And I think it's really cool. So dial up movie club. Yeah. So to answer the question, I think it's an honor to play a character that I love because I grew up watching the Justice League cartoon shows. And, and John Stewart was my guy, like you know, watching those shows and him being that John Stewart, yeah, the Green Lantern. Yes. <laughs> so I, I take it kind of seriously. I want to add my own flair to it, but I, I also want to pay homage to all the people who, who played that role, whether it was in the, the recent animated movie that came out, or the the nineties cartoon show. So I, I take it very seriously. I don't know how many people are going to hear it. But I would like for some, maybe one day a kid hears it and like, oh, that, the same way I felt about the Justice League when I was growing up, I, I would hope that some kid would hear my, my version of John Stewart, like, ah, that is cool. I think John Stewart was cool, and that's the reason why I think it's cool. And it doesn't right. matter if it's like one person, five people, hundred people, but, you know, as long as somebody hears it and enjoys it, that's all that matters to me. That's definitely what matters. Yeah. Nothing worse than when you just feel like you know, everyone's doing a school play like a equivalent and something only your mom is going to clap at. It's like, no, let's yeah. do our impressions. We've been practicing for quite a while and let's use the best takes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay, well, very cool, very cool. So, speaking of which, Matthew Dawson from that club is here and he asks, what will Delvin's diet workout routine be to prepare for the role of Green Lantern? <laughs> even though it's a, voice two, actor. it's a voice acting role but i have been dieting i've been exercising because you know live your role after, live your character's after, life 
after the pandemic, you know, people started gaining weight, starting to get love handles. So I'm kind of taking better care of myself, eating right, doing a little bit <laughs> of exercise. So nice. I will be in, in decent shape to play the role, the voice <laughs> actor role, to say the least. <laughs> and I think it was Crystal who asked this. I might be mistaken. What is, why are you fearful of pottery? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can tell that story. There's an episode of Who Will Win. <laughs> where I don't know if you do know this, like they have like the Who Would Win Fan of the Week they do thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, for those who don't listen to Who Would Win show, when they're not doing a matchup between a movie book or comic book or TV show character, then they they have now offered Patreons. They you know they will list your name, whoever this is the latest Patreon, and they'll give you a fictional matchup. And of course, inevitably, the Patreon wins, but. They create again, like all these things, they create a storyline and keep you in suspense before the inevitable punch out, so to speak. <laughs> yes, I am the only person who's ever lost a battle, <laughs> and the person I lost against was Mugman from uh, Cuphead. And yes. <laughs> Which is quite funny, yeah. Uh, which episode was that? I, I don't remember what episode it was, but it was it was pretty funny because um, if I remember correctly, the voice actor from Cuphead was on there who plays Mugman. So I fought Mugman in the Who Win battle and lost while the voice actor was there, <laughs> which was great. Yeah. I've always liked how uh, you'll just chime in every once in a while and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Just you, you haven't told me anything that will talk about their strength. I just I just need that, my dude. I just need that. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So it's about time we got to Kevin Goatee. Cutting the sacred cow. Okay. <laughs> uh just as a disclaimer, I fucking hate having to do trigger warnings. Not responsible for what this question entails or the consequences. <laughs> Ask Delvin why he's a passionless kisser and why he's a communist that hates Jews. Kevin's, Kevin's questions, not mine. I don't know what the hell it's going for. I was already confused. <laughs> <laughs> asked it. I, I consider Delvin a pretty cool guy, so I don't know what the hell this has to do with anything. I, <laughs> I, th I think I'm a very good kisser. I don't kiss. I'm a very passionful kisser. Is it passionful? Yeah. Passionful kisser, and I don't hate Jews. I love Jew Jewish people. I love the Jewish community. Love everybody. Know. What the fuck are you talking about? I love about, everybody. <laughs> Did you even tell this from Mel Gibson? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about diversity. So I love everybody. Jesus. Escorts can even be passionful. So I don't know what the hell passionless means. I mean, do you mean an. Has, Del has Delvin been an actor in some time and he didn't give his best performance? What, what does I don't, this mean? I don't know. I think Kevin Goatee <laughs> wants me to kiss him. <laughs> uh, and then Kevin's going to come back with, well, uh, I respect my time. I don't want it wasted on this. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh, so I don't know how they got into this, but the Porn Stash podcast and Porn Stash WWYD decided to intervene. Okay. <laughs> the former asked, what place has the best chicken? KFC, Churches, or Popeyes? Regular or seedless watermelon? 
grape Kool-Aid, grape drink, or grape juice. Jesus. Okay. I'll answer this question. I'm not a big fan of chicken. All right. No, no, Go fuck I'll, yourself, Bornstash. I'm not a big fan of fried chicken. Chicken's all right. It's not like, you know, I'm not crazy. But if I have to pick out of those three, I'd probably pick Popeye's because I like the Popeye's chicken sandwich really good. It's a pretty good sandwich. Watermelon, I, I despise watermelon. Yeah. Watermelon's disgusting. I, I don't feel like, like that was a trigger. That was him just yeah, it's going fine. after the stereotypes. Yeah, I don't I don't fall into any of these stereotypes. And I don't I don't like grape drink that much. Like grape Kool-Aid or none of those drinks that much. Like they're they're okay. If it's there, I'll drink it. But if there was a Kool-Aid flavor, I would probably drink it'd probably be tropical punch. <laughs> it wouldn't be grape. Even better. Nice. And I, I used to like um if anything, over any of the Kool-Aid flavors, I'd probably drink Nesquik. Like the when I was a kid, I used to drink the strawberry Nesquik. Really good stuff. Nice. Oh man. Can't put me in a box. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if you do, we're gonna unbox there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh so <laughs> so porn stashes again. So who would you do? Uh Twitter decides to ask. Why do white people find you so easy to approach with questions they probably shouldn't be asking a black guy? I feel like I feel like <laughs> it is, this is the perfect question to ask after the previous question. <laughs> I think it's because I don't mind answering questions. I don't mind having a conversation if people can learn from it. Now, if you just ask me a question and be an asshole, that's one thing. But I think there's a lot of people out there who are genuinely curious about certain things or they don't understand. They don't understand what they're saying is hurtful or harmful. So they're asking questions so they can learn. So if I can teach someone something so they can be less of an asshole, I don't have a problem with that. And I think because of my demeanor and the way I come off, I think a lot of people get that and understand it. Like, you know what? Your bullshit detector is up. You can yeah. detect if they're being a smart ass whether versus they want to have an actual thoughtful conversation. Yeah, and I think because of that, I think people understand they, they ask me questions because they want to learn. And I'm all for help people learn about how to move the right way and the wrong way. You know? Right. Well, very well said, sir. <laughs> to two, four very smart ass. <laughs> oh, man. And this comes from Teresa. Her Twitter name is Teresa BPS. She asks, Costco or Sam's Club? Doesn't she know that? This is like asking Facebook or Instagram. I'll you. I have an answer. I have a Costco <laughs> car, so I have to go Costco. <laughs> uh, Sam's Club is cool, but there's not that many Sam's Clubs by me. Costco really isn't that close to me either. But Costco's Costco, freaking everywhere. Yeah, Costco's a lot closer. And there's a lot more Costco's. Do they have? Feel- who do you think has better pizza? I've never tried either one of their pizzas. Mm. I've only tried the the hot dog at Costco, and that is pretty good. They have like a big hot dog there that's really, really, really good. I think it's like a dollar twenty five or something like uh, that. Are you into pretzels or popcorn? <laughs> yeah, I like pretzels and popcorn. Really good. <laughs> so the Costco has spoken. <laughs> yes, Costco was the. They're best. actually not by the same company, but the. Uh, Sam's Club was basically where you went if you wanted a super version of Walmart. <laughs> yes. We also have down here, I don't know if they have it everywhere, BJ's. And it's not what you think. It's an actual store. It's like Costco. It's not 
<laughs> the other thing that's not word, it's not the other thing that do you have BJ BJ's connotes. brew house no it's um it, we don't have BJ's brew, brew house we have just BJ's um what do you call Costco just a big retail store giant retail go, apparel that you can just go in there and get like big tubs of food and other shit that you don't need nice very sweet very sweet so those have been the smart ass questions posed by suffering followers so that was entertaining <laughs> thanks <Yeah>. guys <laughs> um what do you have coming up that you feel is just going to really define 2023 for you or you're just like man this was just not only just a cool collaboration we all had a wonderful chat but like we did something that we're all proud of i think um as i mentioned earlier i think the justice league mortal things gonna be pretty pretty huge like um i'm super excited to play the green lantern i'm super excited to work with the cast i'm working with um that's gonna be pretty pretty big thing that i'm gonna i feel like i'm gonna be super proud of when it's finished do you think it took the pandemic to just more people were having to just force themselves to realize hey i can embrace audio drama wherever i go <laughs> that's a good question yeah i think i think the pandemic probably probably paid a little hand into it in terms of like people being home and letting those creative juices flow and they got to do more than just youtube videos <laughs> yeah i think that's really cool that one of the few good things that probably came out of the pandemic people got more creative with their time people since they were stuck at home they figured out other ways to be more creative and I, I think it's dope that's great uh what, what about um fan uh fiction in general like there was written fan fiction there was then you know unofficial fan fiction books that you download and just say hey you know i this is my personal reveal of where a story goes there's you know fan films and a lot of those studios have cock blocked them so to speak because you know i love all that stuff i love the fan fiction i love the fan films I think all that stuff with this world that is really cool. There's one, I can't remember the name of it. I think it's called Batman Legacy. That was really good. Mm. There's another one where I remember watching where Batman fights the Predator. Right. That was definitely one of the many that many saw and it kicked off so many. And it was, I used many way too much, but it really just like kept it so simple and focused on the costumes the atmosphere and the look and yeah the actor who played batman got a lot of work even yeah I, I, I thought it was really cool i think i think batman dead end. that's what it was yeah batman dead end that was really cool i remember watching that like this is amazing a bat bat in the sun has done a lot of that type of stuff like the name of the youtube channel is called batman it's really sun. really good ah. bat in the sun then yeah. you have isma hawk who used to do a lot of stuff danny shepherd a lot of cool stuff like that with uh he had like a nightwing series he's working on oh, like wow. a youtube series yeah a lot of that cool stuff i used to be really into so yeah i love the fan films and stuff like that who's your ultimate favorite uh superhero character captain america mm. without no, question hence hence your twitter uh yeah, Cap animation yeah uh, captain america both of them whether it's Fal captain america's sam wilson and captain america steve rogers i love both of them i like I like the juxtaposition of somebody who doesn't necessarily have the powers of a Superman per se, but no matter what, tries to do the right thing and has the know-how to be like, you know what, I'm going to fight for everybody, not just black people, not just white people, but for everybody in equality and justice. So I always, always like the aspect of Captain America kind of being... That's very nice. Yeah. Do you feel like... Uh comic books are being rediscovered by 
people who somehow just never really got into it thanks to comic book movies and vice versa do you think some comic book fans are becoming more open-minded realizing hey you know your favorite vision uh can you know of your comic book and superhero characters can be realized on a good movie and tv show that took its time and you're now starting to appreciate movies now even yeah oh definitely i think that's definitely a thing i think people are getting more into comic books because of these great shows and movies kind of gelling together like for example the sandman series is really good some certain a lot of people saw that series and like let me read the sandman vertical comics tour no guys saw no game even came out and just told everyone who was going to make the inevitable just comparisons and contrasts to to stop do away with gatekeeping uh why do you think gatekeeping has become more and more common in toxic fandom people feel like they speak for everybody I think people kind of this kind of people are getting more selfish mm. with things and they want things their way. And you, you see that with everything now, politics, like, hey, if it's yeah. not this way, it has to be <laughs> it has to be this way or it's nothing. You know, it right. Doesn't have to be. You know, we have layers to of things. Unless you do this and that. <laughs> you know, you can't you can like Marvel and DC. You can like right? PlayStation and Xbox. It's quite okay. There's no, nothing stopping you from doing that. We have the freedom to like anything we want or dislike anything we want. And I think it's kind of corny that we sit here and we close ourselves off from things. Not only close ourselves off from things, but have the audacity to close other people off from things. That's where it gets annoying. Like, really? You, you want to stop me from watching something because you don't like it? Come on. Just let people enjoy what yeah. they're enjoying. It's almost, almost like you can tell who these people are based on you end up facing some of these fools on the highway every day. <laughs> yeah. They're the same ones who take up all four lanes just trying to cross over without using their turn signal and cause a wreck. Yeah. Abandon the cars so they don't have to face the consequences. That kind of selfishness. Yeah, that's a, a common thing. People are very selfish. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's kind of the society we live in now. People are out for themselves. Thousand percent. Um, furthermore, uh, what can people? What are a few things everyone can do every day? Just make sure they have a definitive day. You know, obviously there's all kinds of things like you know, force a smile or uh, eat a breakfast that uh, and drink a coffee that wakes you up. Get a good night's rest. But what what is your personal formula? Oh, that's a good question. Um, go into the day expecting the best but preparing for the worst. And what I mean by that is you got to go in a day knowing like, hey, I want to have a good day, but whatever happens, happens, you know. Go in a day having a game plan. Like, hey, if you want to get something done, I, I always try to get, I always, when I wake up in the morning, I have one thing I want to get done. So by the end of the day, I want to get that task done. So I feel like as long as I get that one task done, I've accomplished something that day. So I don't want to go through a day without accomplishing, feel like I haven't accomplished anything. Like that one task could be, hey, doing this podcast. Hey, you got a podcast <laughs> today. But I know that, hey, after the days of what I got this done, you know, and I think people, more people should kind of set a schedule for themselves. And also very important to set time for yourself to relax and get back. Mm, yes, not enough time. Because I think we kind of get wrapped up into doing so much stuff, whether it's work or 
family responsibilities of life. We don't take time out for ourselves. So, yeah. Very cool. And right now, okay, you know, I'm trying not to get too sappy here, but uh, to close this out, um, again, you know, there's always going to be bullies. There's always going to be racism. There's always going to be hatred and just utter nihilistic, just pricks in this world. Um, yes. And one of the biggest discoveries, you know, that's been, you know, aside of just political disruptions has been just people analyzing mental health and just finally realizing what it actually means, you know, used to be people would just say, Oh, you're crazy. Just go to the nut house. You know, they'll take care of you or realizing it's connected to midlife crisis. Um, and so many people are still just having seemingly just random spouts of depression, regardless of their diagnose uh, lifestyle. Um, what are some other steps to just kind of just analyze that something is just really striking everyone the wrong way and just affecting everyone's day-to-day sense of happiness, let alone its pursuit. Uh, what are some other steps to where you're saying, hey, it's it's a danger zone. We got to do something and we got to word this very carefully. I think the best course of action I've learned is understanding that we don't know what goes on in a person's life and what they're going through. So it's best not to judge them or push them. Because mm-hmm. you never know what they've gone through. So and also, I always kind of leave my door open. My DMs are always open for people who may be going through something. They want to just sit there and air out their opinions and their feelings to me about what they're going through. It may, it may help them. You know, and I think it's, sometimes it's important to listen to people and hear okay. their problems. To so now, not necessarily so you can help them, but so you can understand them, and maybe you understand them helps them. Maybe just so much... listening to them for twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, I, and, I, and I've done that for plenty of people. I've listened to people, people vent, they're going through something, and I think it's helped some people cope and deal with some of their problems they've been dealing with. I think it's very important. Because we've had a lot of issues with people having mental health problems, and we've had a lot of situations where things went really bad with some of the school shootings and things like that. Oh, yeah. Often cite mental health. And yes, the gun problems is also a problem. But we also have to kind of figure out how we... Yes, not only see the warning signs, but figure out how we can stop people from getting to the point where they feel like they, they have to go to a school with a gun and shoot up schools and shoot up areas because they have so much hatred or anger or even depression in their hearts that they feel this is necessary. So it's a, it's a two-pronged problem. And I, I am very big on just people seeking help, making, normalizing mental health. And I know it kind of, it's kind of a cliche thing, but I think it's important to look out for one's health, whether it's physically and mentally. It's very well said, and thank you. Um, altogether, uh, you know, we've been uh, talking about it quite a lot on how this is the time for creativity. If everyone doesn't like something, they should get off their ass and do something their own self. Um, how do you think? Uh, but one thing I'm noticing when creators are sharing, asking for second opinions with each other, they're, they're still 
uh, a brick wall equivalent that we can't break through. And that is just finding something constructive. Why, why do you feel like so many people other than just, again, just laziness or selfishness, just lack the ability to just not go on a rant, to not be some level of in-depth, just helpfulness. Everyone's just so quick to just bitch, 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 and just strike someone down with just they might as well have insulted them. They're just like, wow, that was such garbage. I think we're living in a time where people don't take feedback very well. But at the same time, I don't think people give feedback very well as well. Mm. Which is kind of a cast 22. Right. And I always look at things like Sometimes it's better not to say nothing. Sometimes, if you can't say anything good, sometimes it's better not to say anything. And I, because sometimes, straight up, people don't want to hear that shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, if 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 you if people are going through something and you tell them, yeah, your, your stuff sucks or whatever it is, we don't like it. Sometimes they may not want to hear it. Now, if you, I'm always the person. If I'm cool with somebody, and I don't, and, and they did something with a, with some type of art whether it's podcasting, audio dramas, or music or something like that, and if it's not where it needs to be at, I'm, if I'm cool with you, I'm going to tell you this ain't it. But, and, but I'm also going to offer, I'm not going to say, man, this sucks. <laughs> just leave it at this sucks. I'm going to just say, hey, this, this might not be it. This is how you can fix this. This is how you can make it better. Let's see if we can tinker around with it to get get a, a better idea of it. Or let me tell you like ways to improve it so you can get a better response from it. Now, after I give you my constructive criticism, you can either take it or you don't. Right. But at least I know that I was being fair to you with it. I don't think sometimes people are being fair with the way they give criticism. They just kind of just say what they want to say and put it out there, which is fine. But it's you can't be mad if the person reacts to that in a negative way. Like if I tell if I tell you, hey, you suck. And I just leave it at that. And you get pissed off at me, you start screaming at me, well, it's kind of my fault. Right. Because I didn't tell you the right way. That's kind of that's kind of how it is. You know, sometimes you gotta Put the medicine in in the, in the candy. I think that's what the, that's the, how the expression goes. Put the medicine in the candy to get the best results. <laughs> or sometimes, in some cases, you got to tell people the hard way because some people just don't. Sometimes you put the medicine in the candy. People are like, "Nah, screw the candy." So sometimes you got to tell people like, "Hey, well, this is not it." Right. You got to be a little harsh, but it depends on the relationship you have with that person too. Okay. Well, this has been just a great just sit down in that basically. We allowed ourselves to just kind of just get some inspiration here as opposed to just <laughs> just uh just have one just back and forth kind of heated conversation you know <laughs> yeah that's cool that's definitely cool uh what other things do you have planned that uh any other collaborations or upcoming events that you want to highlight all right let me go down the list because i have a whole bunch of shit uh I have the Delvin Cox experience with, I guess, the flagship ship show where I interview people. So definitely check that out. 
I Still also love had... the Black Thanksgiving. That was just great. <laughs> yeah, that was a great one. Bill the great. Yeah, that was a great episode. Um, I also have play some video games. That's the um, podcast I do about video games and stuff with with Donnie Reese and Devin Tyus, which is a, a fun podcast to do with my two of my good friends. What video also, game I... are they adapting next? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we were talking about The Last of Us recently, so that's a a big one. I also have Cadillac on Mars, which the podcast do my friend Chalfie. I'm not the host of some of these podcasts. I'm just there because they, they, they're like, hey, let's do a podcast. I'm trying, to, trying to think what else I'm doing. Those Cadillac are the main on ones, Mars. Right? Check it out, guys. Definitely. But those are the main ones. You know, also, Justice League Mortal is going to be coming out soon. We're recording, we're recording our lines for it as we speak. So be on the lookout for that. Check out Dial Up Movie Club um, Twitter feed. Also, Matthew Dawson. To get updates on when Justice League Mortal comes out, I know they're they're working on part one now, so that'll be available soon. And then you know you have part. I think it's a five part series, so you know part one, part two, part three, you know so forth and so on. So be on the lookout for Justice League Mortal. I play John Stewart, Green Lantern. I get to say the the cool Green Lantern open stuff like that. So definitely check that out. Nice. Okay, well, thanks a thousand. This was just very sincere. No problem, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate you having me on. You be safe out there and look forward to your next few guests on the experience. Appreciate you. Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a jacked up.